Welcome to the 15th edition of HGF's Fashionably IP podcast. My name's Rebecca Field. I'm a chartered trademark attorney at IP law firm HGF, and I'm joined by my colleague Lee Curtis, who's also a chartered trademark attorney here at HGF. Hello, and welcome to our 15th Fashionably IP podcast. As you know, the Fashionably IP podcast has been developed from the success of the Fashion and IP LinkedIn group, which is run by us and now has around 14,000 members, including many of the leading IP council across the world, both in-house and in private practice. This podcast series finds inspiration from the subjects commented on in that group. If you are not a member of the Fashion and IP group, please find it amongst the groups on LinkedIn and simply apply to join. To be clear, this podcast is not legal advice and if you have any queries on the points we raise, please do contact us directly at either rfield at hgf.com or lee at lcurtis at hgf.com. This podcast is the final in a series of three podcasts on the key aspects of trademark law in the UK and EU, but of course with a fashion spin. So we have got to the point where we always talk about HGF, and sorry to those who have heard this bit before, but for those who are new, tell us a little bit about HGF, Lee. Well, HGF is one of the leading IP firms in Europe. We have offices in the United Kingdom the Republic of Ireland, the Netherlands, France, Germany, Austria and Switzerland. We manage the IP portfolios of many of the leading companies and can do all things IP, whether that is clearing your IP, registering your IP or indeed enforcing your IP. Given this podcast is about trademark law, I should also mention that HGF recently won the European Trademark uh, Firm of the Year, for Trademark Attorney Practices at the recent Managing Intellectual Property Awards. Now back to Rebecca and fashion uh, design and trademarks. Thanks, Lee. So in this 15th podcast, we are going to talk about all the small but very important points of registering trademarks in the UK and the EU. We conducted a similar podcast in the 12th edition of the Fashionably IP podcast on the subject of designs. Our first subject in this Trademark Pacific podcast will be series trademarks, which are a particular aspect of trademark practice in the UK and also Ireland. Our second subject will be on position trademarks, which is a particular aspect of EU trademark practice and more lately UK trademark practice. And position trademarks do have a particular relevance for the fashion sector. So Lee, to kick us off, what is a series trademark? Well, to quote the Trademarks Act 1994, a series trademark uh, trademarks mean a number of trademarks which resemble each other as to their material particulars and differ only as to matters of a non-distinctive character, uh, not substantially affecting the identity of the trademark. These are a relatively unusual aspect of UK trademark law and do not exist in most or many countries. For example, there is no such thing as a series trademark application before the EU IPO. When you file a trademark application in the UK or a series trademark application in the UK, you can file up to six trademarks under a single series trademark application. There is no additional official fee for the first two trademarks, but for each trademark after the third onwards, there is an additional official fee of £50 per additional trademark 
up to the sixth trademark. Now, I've quoted the technical definition of a series trademark above, but in the practice guidelines of the UKIPO website, it states, for a series to be acceptable as a, a series trademark, uh, they must look the same, sound the same, and mean the same. And finally, any differences between the trademarks must be minor. Now, you might think that's an easy job, and it would be clear what is a series trademark and what is not. However, it is not always that clear-cut. To be clear, you file a series trademark application before the UK IPO. Uh, the office will examine the application to determine whether indeed the application is a series. Generally, differences in colour between trademarks would constitute a series trademark. For example, we generally, as a matter of course, with stylized trademarks, file for a trademark in black and white, and then the key colour or colours used by the client. However, you need to remember if the contrast in colours makes a sufficiently different overall of visual impression, then the UK IPR are likely to object uh, that that does not constitute a series. In that instance, although once upon a time one could divide trademark applications, you now either have to argue your case that it is a series or indeed delete one of the trademarks from the series. So what use are series trademarks for fashion clients, Lee? Well, I think fashion brands should not overlook series applications. Uh, fashion brands often use their brands or elements of their brands in different colours or indeed in different positions. Series trademark applications can be very a very cost-effective way of protecting these elements of a brand. However, of course, particularly with differences of positions of brands, e.g. inverting or rotating, it's possible that this will lead to a different visual impression of the mark. Nevertheless, brand owners from outside the UK where series trademarks are not possible should consider filing such applications in the UK. We can still claim priority from one or more trademarks in the series, even if one of the marks in the series is not subject to a priority application outside the UK. This applies in the opposite direction. So although a series application cannot be filed in most countries outside the UK, one can still claim priority from one of the trademarks in the UK series. So, Rebecca, I've talked a lot about series trademarks. What about position trademarks? Well, the EUIPO define a position mark as a trademark which consists of a specific way in which the trademark is placed on or affixed to the product. This type of mark must be represented by submitting a reproduction that identifies appropriately the position of the mark and its size or proportion with respect to the relevant goods. Position trademarks are very popular with fashion brands and clients. Probably the best example of a position trademark is the application or more accurately the position of the Adidas three stripes on the side of footwear. A position trademark registration for a position not only protects the sign itself but the position of the sign on the goods. Position trademarks in fashion can include pockets, motifs or stitching and their specific positioning on the clothing product, for example. Position trademarks were not specifically classified under the EU trademark regulation until the 1st of October 2017, but they have been in effective existence well before that date for many years. They have also been imported into UK trademark practice to some degree because of the Brexit provisions, but also because trademark owners have filed such applications, even though they might have called them specifically, not called them specifically, position trademarks. 
When filing a position trademark application, you generally have to file a detailed representation of the trademark to clearly show the position of the sign on the product concerned. For example, a trainer, a sneaker or an item of clothing like a jacket. The product itself will generally be shown in dotted lines and disclaimed. Also, a word description usually needs to be filed under the application to describe the trademark and the sign and importantly, the position of that sign on the product, so where it appears. It is important to differentiate a trademark application for a simple logo and then a position trademark. They are different things and they are different applications. So, Rebecca, has there been much litigation relating to position trademarks? Well, most cases between the EU General Court and CJEU have concentrated on whether certain position trademarks are distinctive enough or defined clearly enough to warrant registration. So there have been cases on the orange sole of socks and the red tips of shoelaces, for example. However, probably the most well-known litigated semi-position trademark is the Christian Laboutin Red Sole. A case concerning the Louboutin Red Sole progressed through the Dutch courts. Interestingly here, Van Haren, the defendant, were arguing that the Christian Louboutin Red Sole was not a position trademark, but actually a shape trademark. The reason being that it was deemed a shape trademark, there might have been more scope for invalidating Christian Laboutin's trademark registration. Ultimately, Van Haren's arguments were rejected, but it shows one not only have to have creativity in filing position trademark applications, but also in defending their subsequent trademark registrations. So, are there any key takeaways from our discussions, Lee? Well, I think the core message, Rebecca, is not to overlook or forget about series and position trademark applications. They can be a very useful, cost-effective and indeed creative way of protecting trademarks, particularly in the fashion sector. We hope you have enjoyed our 15th Fashionably IP podcast and as ever, more will follow in the months to come. Please do feel free to share this podcast and also rate it on the various platforms. Also, please go through our back catalogue and listen to our previous podcasts. Thanks very much for listening and good luck with filing those series and position trademark applications, hopefully some virus. Goodbye. Goodbye.